Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. And with me, I have the usual, the trusty, the tried, the true, Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, just trying to overcome white supremacy every day, you know. Um, what's up with you, man? Yeah. Best of luck with that. <laughs> I'm trying over on this side, too. Hopefully we win. I hope we really do. We're, we are the lovable underdogs in this situation. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I just thought I'd uh, keep the listeners on their toes. Uh, one, you know, off rip, off the rip, as uh, French Montana would say, or or the baby. Oh man, you know, uh, just you know, I-, I hope we win. I hope we win. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I would like to see it. Yeah, that, uh, that would be awesome. You know, a, a nice change of you know four hundred years. You know, swap it around. You know. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. But um, oh yeah, this is a wrestling podcast. So yeah, we're here yeah, to talk yeah, to you about. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we are. Yeah, yeah, we're here to talk to you guys about um, WWE TLC pay from last night. Um, a show that at its best was okay. At its worst moments were just more the stuff in WWE from this year that kind of, you know, made us, you know, stop following the product as close as much, uh, close as we used to back in the day. That's not a word, but as closely as we used to back in the day, um, or earlier in the year, um, you know, starts out really strong and then just goes out on a whimper and, you know, a lot of hit, flat out, just hill wins. Um, oh, he, on pay-per-view that on a pay-per-view just a couple weeks for Christmas, like all these L's I uh, for the baby faces. I thought it was yeah. interesting. I, I really think this is like this is a slept on like this is one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. Um 
I'm looking at it like, you know, after you get past those first two matches, which are roughly like what the first maybe 40 minutes of the show, mm-hmm. we just go through just a period of descent that like is like hasn't been seen like in a while. So like well, I'm just I'm just looking at the grapple app, right? Uh-huh. So we've got uh the keep first- in mind though, the grapple app, like those are the Nazi judges. So like you always gotta add like a quarter star to even a half star to their ratings. But but go ahead. Right. But it's never really this bad. Like uh-huh. <laughs> so like uh on there the they've got the new day uh in uh revival match that's a three point seven four average. I would have given that a four. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the Alistair Black and Brady Murphy 3.87. I would have gave that about four and a quarter because mm-hmm. I really like that match. But after that, Viking Raiders 1.83. King Corbin and Roman Reigns 1.4. Bray Wyatt and The Miz 1.3. Bobby Lashley and Russo 1.5. And then you get the disaster main event. So, like, it's just like what that's like it it may not have felt like one of the like you know worst shows you've ever seen but i started like pulling up you know uh reviews and and overall show grades for you know tried and tested terrible known pay-per-views like battleground 2017 um uh the some of the saudi arabia shows uh what was the other one backlash 2018 this one this year Yes, this one scored favorably with, mm. with all those ones. Um, like, in a way, this is kind of like Hell in a Soul from this year, except there, except the main event was not, like, one of the worst matches of all time in WWE. So, like, yeah, this was a bad pay-per-view. It may be even a very, it actually, was a, I would say a very bad pay-per-view. But this isn't, like, you know, like, the one, I feel like th- these aren't, like, the ones you mentioned, right? You know, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the stuff is, like, you know, the Corbin match or whatever, like, that's just, you know, it's a clusterfuck of, of, of cheating. Um, and I've just felt like the matches more are matches that you don't care about more than they weren't necessarily, right. you know, and, and stinkers. I, I was actually, you know what I mean? And, and I was actually, I was talking about this with Rob. Like, I was like, this show's not important enough to be one of the worst shows we've ever seen, but it's just an all-time terrible scoring show. Like, yeah, like, it's a, it was just a drag to watch. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's a byproduct of you not booking your fucking cards ahead of time and then to build, people, to build you to care about these matches. It's just a thought. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess let's start at the top. Uh, I guess we go to the 10-up. Yeah. Um... WWE, Becky Lynch to Charlotte or WWE Women's Championship match, Women's Tag Championship match, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Oh man. man. I mean, it was a match. I mean, we, we we were supposed to just add Kyrie Sane to last year's match, right? What wasn't that how this was supposed to go? Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Um yeah. they they did some weird stuff in this match that even if like them beating the hell out of each other and, you know, Kyrie basically being, you know, just out of it because of the beating. Um, yeah, uh, we, we discussed this match like in detail, uh, last night off air, but like, we can go through it again. Like it, it was just, they were just fighting on the outside on the floor for so long. I think it's like a 26 minute match. They, they fought on the floor for so long. There was very little wrestling and more spots and brawling type stuff, which is fine. But like 
there was never attempt uh, with the crowd with the, the gimmick and the stipulation to like get crowd like into oh my god like they're teasing a finish in like I feel like that part of the match for storytelling psychology was just off because like there are obvious points in the match where nobody was trying to win um, you know from when Kyrie goes underneath the ring to do like her or or to tease like a, a her underneath the ring thing that she does um, dating back to stardom. Like she goes into the ring and then they drag and then you had Oscar laid out at the time with both baby faces in the ring in position to win. Kyrie goes in the, uh, like throws tries to throw chairs. Don't they don't actually hit? They just in theory piss off the dumb baby faces. The baby faces instead of just climbing up the uh, the the ladder to get the belts and win, they go underneath. They get out the ring and go underneath the apron after her, and then she sprays them with the uh, as fire extinguisher. But it just made them look like schmucks. Like we looked at TL, not TLC, but um, Money in the Bank earlier this year, and I think it was Mustafa Ali that was on the ladder, or was it Cedric Alexander that was on the ladder? Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa was on the ladder, <laughs> like on the ladder. Brock music hits. You just just. Sh- just completely frozen in fear and shock or whatever else and it's like you're you're like a dumbass it makes you like the biggest schmuck that you're up there forever and you don't move the same thing when you have the match won somebody is in the match but like it's early in the match it hasn't gotten heated like you have your wits about you still just climb up the fucking thing and beat them um and there was another instance where the bet where the heels had that type of advantage too where they could just climb but instead they're too busy trying to like duct tape and, and, and kidnap uh, Becky against the ladder. So it, it was it was off at different so points some, and disappointing. Some of this for me was sad watching this because it was like, wow, I know these four can put on a great match and it's just not happening. Right. And some of it was like watching it and feeling like this is a complete miscast one no one needs to ever see uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch team up as a team. Two, no one needs to see them as the baby faces. Three, no one's going to boo the Kabuki Warriors. And th- it was proof in the pudding when Charlotte and Becky started catching them boos uh, when they were beating on uh, Kyrie and Asuka as the match was falling apart and they were just mm-hmm. beating on them with weapons in the, win- in, in the ring. It was just like, this match, you know how I often often say, like, when something goes really bad, it feels like it's descending into parody. I don't mm-hmm. think it got there, but it was, like, knocking on the door of that. Like, and it was, like, it was 26 minutes of, like, of treating Asuka and Kyrie Sane like they were unimportant for months, uh, coming home to roost uh, tonight. These tag team, these women's tag team belts, there's they they they've treated them like trash for months and then all of a sudden they're putting them in the main event there's something to be said about these last couple Becky Lynch main events where it's just not going right or whatever well but, to be fair with the Becky Lynch one on this one they fucking tied her up and took her out of the match for like 10 minutes yeah yeah like they did that to Becky the baby face. Like, they did that as a hot tag so, like, Charlotte could finally get her out or she can get herself out after losing a halfway. And then the crowd woke up once she finally got up. When it's like, well, maybe the idea should have been that, or less, I would say don't use the rope for that, for those purposes. But if you're going to, 
Charlotte should probably be the one that gets uh that ends up being the one that has to sit this one out. An- another stinker for Charlotte wrapping up a horrible in-ring year and for her, yeah. She needs like she needs to take like 3 months off. You know, unfortunately it's WrestleMania season, so she's not like going anywhere, but this would be a good time to like, I think, just give her a rest. Like, yo, I don't know what it, and I think she's so zapped as a as a character translating into the wrestling. And um it was just it was it, it wasn't a good fun match to watch. It wasn't um it, it was structurally wrong, as I said, like no one's gonna boo Kabuki Warriors. There's no reason really to boo them and uh, the way they have Becky, like, you know, they, as I, you know, pictured on the or as I kind of alluded to on the preview, you know, this is all to get to Becky versus Asuka again. And like, we knew that's what it was. The title wasn't changing hands. I don't have any real like, you know, f- feel that people wanted to see Charlotte and Becky win this match. So it was there was just a lot of like elements that you if you put them all in the blender uh, and that's before we get to uh, Kyrie saying looking like she got her head or caught cleaned at a certain point in the match. There's a like you, you mix it all in and you end up with, you know, a disaster main event. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say a disaster. I would I would just say it was crummy um, and left a lot to be desired. Like, I think I think the words for me is crummy and disappointing. And I don't I don't think it's a disaster. Like when I think disaster, I think of like these Bray Wyatt matches on pay-per-view. That's what I think of. Um, we will get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, she, so word is, uh, the pro wrestling sheet satin. He, um, he said that like WWE, like she, you know, they do the immediate after the match, when someone's hurt, like they do the the testing or whatever else for people, and then they'll do a mm-hmm. second testing, I guess you know, to see like someone's baseline and go from there. Yeah, she didn't get she didn't get cleared um, right after the show, so um, or last night. So you know, if they're gonna come out and say it's a concussion, we'll see. But like, you know, they usually stay away from that. But. Yeah, they love to do that, but like. The you undisclosed injury, the right. mystery injury. Right, right. How many undisclosed injuries has Alexa had, right? Um, <laughs> and then, like, she'll say that it's not, and then she'll talk about it, like, a month later and say, yeah, those were concussions. Like, make up your mind. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in Kyrie, with her, with her situation, like, there's a, there's a woman that, that grew up in, in a, grew up, like, wrestling the hard way. She was out there getting her ass whooped by, like, Nanai Takahashi and Natsuki Tayo, and like, I you saw one of her you saw one of the uh, Nene's matches uh, this year. It ain't no game, right? At all, yeah. And so, and I've seen her. I've seen um a match that they had actually. I didn't see the match, but like I, I saw that like what her face looked like after the match, and half her face is swollen shut. So, uh, Kyrie's not, not- Kyrie's a tough one. So like for her to be out there like that, and obviously you know the toughness of your brain cells, but like. She soldiered through as best she could. Like there ain't no somebody that's gonna like just lay it down because she's just a little hurt. Now, like an interesting thing with Kyrie saying, like in this concussion, and uh, you had alluded to me, like her history of concussions. Mm-hmm. David Bixby's fan brought up something that you know with WWE. You know, the, you see how they treat people that get concussions. Why would you come forward and, and let someone know you have a concussion? And you you seen pushes get stopped, which means bags are getting stopped at, at ultimately at some point. And 
you know, they'll, they'll mess around and give up on you and, and all that. There's like a culture in place, it seems like, but, um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's necessarily a thing that's inherent to just solely WWE as much as it is like anything that's an athletic endeavor with injury, right? Like you look, you look how the incentive structure is for somebody that's a quote unquote player, like that's you have people fake or hide concussions in the NFL. You have people hide injuries all the time in in you know sport. And this is one of the this is one of the moments where like the fake sport and the real sport kind of align. Is like I want I got to be on the field to play because like mm-hmm. my position is always at stake because it's always next man up. So yeah, like I don't know if that's something that's inherent to just WWE. Just thought it was interesting. I mean, that's before we get into whatever else you feel about how like they treat someone like a Finn Balor who gets his uh his shoulder dislocated by somebody and it ain't his fault and then like they immediately like the second he comes back, they're done with him. Or or anybody else that's not like someone that you you know, you alluded to earlier how they have they have the confirmation bias of like anybody that's not somebody you really want to push, they'll just once they get hurt, they immediately just say they're injury prone and move on with their day. Unless it's yeah. somebody they you know that that they want to give the benefit of the doubt to, you know, how many times did John Cena get hurt and come back? And Literally the end of the end of every year. Right. And he was never given the injury prone bug, right? <clears throat> like people miss time and they still come back and then they get their spot right back if, if it's somebody they give a fuck about. And that's just what it is. Um Look, and I don't know if y'all know this, I don't think WWE really gives a fuck about no Kyrie Sane. So it's going to be interesting because I believe her contract is up in February. So she's going to have a lot of suitors. Bushi Road, AEW, and WWE. Everybody's going to be like, hey, what would you come with? So, um, you know, set your clocks. Yeah, and the, the, thing, that's, the thing that's interesting is, like, to hear that she could be out. Where do you hear the February thing from? Uh, I I read it somewhere. Mm. I, I think it's interesting because like <clears throat> she signed on in like the middle of 2017, like you know probably let's say let's the summer, right? Mm-hmm. She, so three years, you know. Normally they sign people to three year deals or whatever, and then normally when someone comes off NXT and go to the main roster, they resign them. For her to not be resigned, and then for her to also be positioned with Asuka, and then on Raw, like they're the top hills in in the women's division. Like that's interesting. This feels like you know. Oh, I mean, it feels like like yeah, we know we're going to be rene- renegotiating with you within a year. So we're actually going to do something with you now. So mm. I don't know, but because yeah. you know, for months she was just sit, hanging out, you know, and catering. So someone else I'd be interested to see, like, what's Candice LeRae's status? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but you know, she might just be where, like, yeah, like I don't have to do any crazy stuff. I just go out here and have my, my little simple matches. Like Johnny seems happy and. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I feel like she could if she was, you know, if she had the ambition, there's a lot more for her. Like there's no reason why she can't be the face of AEW women's division. Yeah. Like the promo the, the promo stuff might not be there for her, but like the she's definitely that cal- caliber of talent and she already has that kind of name where she goes to AEW, 
she'll be like she's already got history with like the young bucks like they basically made her a star in pwg like so she'd be like plugged in like (laughs) right and the thing is like everybody that's a or everybody that'll be in the arena they pop for her immediately they know who she is right so interesting i I guess we can like you know i mean rusev and bobby lashley a heatless bore um, where, you know, I was told that this was the hottest, you know, thing going, you know, I was told 3 million YouTube views. I was told that the people couldn't get enough of this in the ratings. They're moving quarter hours. This is, you know, what they're building around. They're holding off on doing this match for a real long time. And, you know, what we ended up with was a fucking tables match. Now, if you know anything about tables matches, normally they suck, right? And this shit has to continue. So, uh, a heatless bore. Does it? Why? Because Bobby Lashley won. But the thing is, you're cheating. Why? When would Rusev ever win? Is this is this whole thing setting to a head to where like he gets his quote unquote victory by throwing him out the rumble? I mean, is that is is that isn't is that the carrot on the stick for this whole story? Is Rusev gets to throw him out in the rumble, and then like the next day he probably gets his ass beat. Who knows? I I think the the goal is just to fill time. So well, well yes, 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 yes. Obviously, the goal is to fill time. All, all of this is the fill time. Bro, this shit has been going on. This shit has been going on since September. What? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's it's amazing how we get to TLC in back to back years with these with these long running programs that that have happened, and you know they're supposed to have so much heat behind them, and. Hmm. You get the TLC and it's just silence. You know they wrestling in front of <laughs> unbelievable yeah. back to back. Yeah, repeat. Right. Like imagine, imagine being one of those. I don't know how many people do you think were there? Like fourteen thousand people, twelve thousand. Last night, uh, yeah. probably not nine thousand. Nine thousand. Okay, nine thousand people in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in fucking December, mid December. <laughs> Shoveled, shoveled out they spot, put the chains on the tires, whatever you want to call it. They made the trip from wherever they live in that area to get to the stadium to watch professional wrestling or sports team, whatever you call it. These people love this. Ex- that's my point. So for this crowd to have died on them like this, it's not about some shitty fans. Shitty fans ain't finna drive through snow for y'all. And they and they were awfully hot and they were awfully hot during different points in the match or they're doing the show like they were hot for Daniel Bryan doing the yes stuff. They cheer when Bray Wyatt first came out before the match started. Don't want to hear it. You they look during a bad match. You heard them all chant for Roman at different points, right? It, I don't or not or um, a really bland match that had all the all the heel heat, all the heel cheating. You heard them chant for Roman. You heard them eventually start chanting for uh, for the Alistair Black match. You heard them chant for Kofi. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. It's almost like it was Cap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was told, you know, a, a bunch of shit that that ain't true, that don't exist. If they were into, if if that particular crowd was into the, or or if this, I guess the the state of Minnesota was into the Rusev stuff and Rusev Lashley love triangle thing, then they would have reacted. They would have hollered. They would have said some, done some. 
No. Silence. No. Pootie Tang. <laughs> so Peter Avalon. Shh. So Bray Wyatt and the Miz. Oof. A fucking. Oh. All right. It's a bad when match. Bray Wyatt. Oh it's character God. work. The Scott is a bad match. That's that is also character work, and it depends on how you feel about the person you like or whatever else. But it's like this ain't the this ain't even look the way people talk about character work. You would have sworn this was a Jay White match. I have never look. We have all <laughs> we have all of our uh all of our things to say about Jay White about how we think he's good or he's even very good. But we don't think he's great or whatever else. He has never. Done no shit like this in a match. Ever. Never once. It was like Bray Wyatt was getting beating up, beat up with a smile on his face while the Miz was doing the softest moves possible. That running knee to the corner was an embarrassment to the knee lift. Like Harley Ray should wake up from the grave and, and punch Miz <laughs> in the dome for doing this. Should headbutt him oh, twice. Like, bro. Okay. And so- then the, the, the video package. <sighs> Mind you, I'm not, I don't know why this match is happening. I don't know any of this. So I'm seeing Bray Wyatt uh, be like this, this demon essentially. And uh, he's, Miz is doing this sit down interview at his house. And there's, you know, a, a doll and they're bringing the real child in here. And, uh, the Miz is telling Maurice to go in the room after after first, and he'll be there after. And it's just like, yo, I thought Miz moved to Austin, Texas. Why does Miz not have a gun in the home to protect the crib? I mean, that's the Texas way. I, I wouldn't roll up to nobody in Texas, you know, feeling like it's all good. Right. Maybe it's because it's a gated community. I don't know. Maybe they frown upon guns in this gated community. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so. Bro, and then. Yeah, I'm getting the int- to it. Be interested. I'll let you have it. Yeah, so. They showed a video package of, you know, Miz having, or Bray Wyatt doing all this psychological warfare with, um, with. Miz and Miz is like furious and angry and scared for his family and everything and so threatened and everything because is because they've done all, he they, Bray has basically invaded his home on multiple occasions to you know mess with Maurice and his daughter or daughters um, or his toddler his oldest so earlier in the show they did a pre match interview where Miz says that this is the most important personal match in his um, career right. Um, and he says that um, his family is in a secure place that he won't disclose because why would he disclose that and that he have this fucking lunatic you know breaking into homes and stuff and also possesses you know supernatural ability so Miz comes out first his music hits after they play the video package displaying all the stuff we've just described and then Miz comes out and I said to y'all I said to um, Megan, I said to Ben, who I ain't seen in a minute. Nice to see you, Ben. Appreciate yeah, you, you yeah, know, showing ben. up for like such a such a horrific evening. Um, 
I can't believe we saw Ben. Yeah. Zach, Josh, second Josh, you know, not Joshington Smith, but 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 Josh. Um Jeremy, of course. I said to all of y'all, if Miz comes out here and does his fucking pose, I'm going to lose it. And sure enough, <laughs> this fucking goof comes out from the back dressed like the flyest Jedi you know. Again, he 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 starts to do his little shimmy and does the spinning point, and I was like, and this was you know we're doing going reverse order, so this is after like how this show has just descended into just bad wrestling and and wait and time waste, and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna watch this Kabuki Warriors match, All right, like. It's for people that I for 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 the people I care about the most in this company. I think it's gonna be a great ass match. I'm, but I'm not like this. This card has been so bad that I am not gonna waste any more of my fucking time in in <laughs> wasting sleep on this. Once he hit that, I was like, I'm leaving right now so that I can get home and watch this main event, and then I can just go to sleep. I'm I'm not gonna make the drive, not doing it, not not doing a 25 minute drive back to the back to the crib, not doing it. I got up, grabbed all my shit, and unlike the last time I stormed out of uh, Jeremy's house in fury over some dumb wrestling, uh, I I had all my shit. I didn't have to cl- go downstairs and then for, remember. Oh my god, forgot my keys. I got to go back up. I made sure I grabbed all my shit and left. Um, I don't know what y'all had to say or what the mood was after I left or what, but like I, I was just done because the whole show at that point was just so ridiculous that I just like I can't do no more. Like you do the, you do the. Uh, we'll talk about the match earlier to build to this my point of frustration. But like at this point, I was just like, this is my breaking point for dealing with Vincent Man's nonsense. It was even crazier. Like when Bray Wyatt came out and then they're playing the weird fucking music. The 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 fire and he comes out smiling. He has the belt on. He's pointing at the belt. I'm like, I'm not the audience for this. I I, I don't understand this. I'm good. And then you see like a couple people in the in the crowd cheering, and it's like baffling. Just like, yo, y'all really love Bray Wyatt. I yep. I, I I hope to find something I like that much. <laughs> Like it's crazy so, that he's gone through all these quote unquote transformations over the years, right? And at the end of the day, it's the same fucking he, guy. He's still a cool heel that the crowd cheers for instead of the baby faces, and ultimately causes his matches to all be shit. Of it at the end of the day, same problem. Isn't it, I mean? Look, the work, the, the, the work in the ring. Well, the work in the ring is still an issue, right? But at the end of the day, the crowd genuinely likes this guy, and they still want to make him a heel that does dastardly things. And that kills everybody he wrestles with dead in his tracks. So what were you saying? Except one guy, but, um, you know, he just happens to... Yeah, he just happens to be this otherworldly motherfucker who the crowd just... WWE cannot kill. I mean, they can, but... The crowd just still loves him, no matter what. Um, match was terrible. Match was horrible. Um, Bray Wyatt won, of course. Then, yeah. Daniel- well, well, real quick. 
I thought the match, I thought the story they were telling in the match was that they were, because, you know, they do the, because they're now finally doing a Bray Wyatt match, not a Fiend match for the first time uh, since this, he started his gimmick. Yeah. Because the way the match is going where he, you know, he said, you know, don't do this Miz, and Miz is beating his ass, or hitting him really hard, but he's no-selling it, and I was thinking like, oh, he's kind of no-selling in the way that like, the Fiend was no selling everybody else's offense the last time I the last time I've seen you know these Fiend matches. So I'm thinking in my mind he's gonna reach a breaking point, do something dastardly, and then he's going to bring and then it's going to more or less make Bray Wyatt snap and that's going to unleash the the Fiend. I like when they did the Pentagon, the Pentagon, the the Mizdagon. Oh my God, uh, Mizdagon Junior! Yeah. <laughs> How could we forget when when, <laughs> when he does the arm break? When he when he suffered the arm break, I thought like the arm break was going to trigger the lights going off, and then the lights come back on, and he has the mask on and the gimmick so, on, yeah. And it was going to be a wrap for him because it's going to summon the uh, the fiend. That did not happen. Like they just came out there and. He rolls out the ring. Miz goes after him. He gets hit with his fin- with uh, Bray Wyatt's finish. Bray gets him back in the ring. He's with a finish again and pins him in. That's the end of that match. Like they yep. had the threatened husband, the threatened husband and father that's protecting his family, go out there and get his ass completely beat and made into a total joke by, I guess, a supernatural being. I don't know. I. Like is Bray Wyatt finesse of the year? Like is he a candidate? I mean, <sighs> like heavy considerate can like should he be on the ballot? That man finessed himself into the fucking universal title. He finessed himself into being the apparently the number one merch seller while doing while having some of the worst matches of the year this year, and also like being a total non ratings mover. That sounds like finessing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Daniel Bryan comes back after kicks the fiend or Bray Wyatt's ass during it. Reveals a new haircut. Everyone's talking about it's the American Dragon. Brian down. No, the fuck it isn't. This is this that's <laughs> that's Ring of Honor. Like that's not what the fuck's going on here. Right. If anything, this man had the same haircut at the beginning of the decade. In yeah. WWE, yeah, this is like this is like late 2011, you know, 2012 Daniel Bryan. Like this is like this is what Daniel Bryan looked like before he uh, before Sheamus kicked his face off in 18 seconds at WrestleMania 28. Yeah, like this I don't is know, this, this is what he looked like before or, or like as he was cashing in on the Big Show. Yeah. And I always kind of like the 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 long haired Daniel Bryan look. It just felt like that was like his final main event form, and this just feels it just it just feels weird. It's like so he cut his hair. Why? Like, <laughs> like I I don't know. It, he cut it, his it, hair and didn't have a hair match either. Right. Like I don't know. They're not fooling me. Like the, he, like we know exactly what this is, James. I can tell the calendar. I'm not dumb. I'm not an idiot. They're about to have this man fight Bray Wyatt for the belt at the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. so he cannot be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep. Boy, yep, yep. It, the annual tradition of keeping somebody out of the Royal Rumble, no matter who it is. Like, they kept Darren Brown out the Royal Rumble last year. I was shocked that he retained the belt. I thought they were going to take the belt off of him. But, um, you know, <clears throat> instead of, you know, a potential Darren Brown Roman Reigns, which I won't rule out, hopefully that can happen. Uh, hopefully he just cleans Bray Wyatt up at the Royal Rumble, gets the belt. Uh, Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble, and we can, you know, get it popping. But I feel like they're going to put this clown motherfucker in there and have him, you know, going at it with Roman Reigns. Then they're going to wonder why it's not working. It's going to be (laughs) – they're going to be baffled and confused again. So, like, imagine if this is a setup for, you know, this is that is, in fact, the match at WrestleMania 36. Bray Wyatt versus – um. Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Could you like outside God of the, have mercies on their souls? Outside of the fact that like it's in Tampa, and you got you know guy from Pensacola, guy from Brooksville in the match, like you know tra- you know travel buddies as well. Aside mm-hmm. from that, like. Which is a story they would never delve into because, like, that's too wrestling. Wouldn't that be? What, wouldn't that be way more interesting? That's where I'm getting at. Oh like, my god, out, that, would, out, that would that would rule actually. Outside of the out, like outside, like that would never happen in WWE because that's too that's too like sports. We need sports entertainment, right? Because like real life is interesting at all. I guess like you gotta go into this fantastical nonsense of having like this cancer survivor fight, like this occ- occultist motherfucker. I don't know. Like it's too it's too Hoganish for me. Oh my god, bro. Bro. Okay, so I have the raw up right now. I have it on just on mute. See, that's your fault. R Truth came out. Oh, he's back. R Truth came out and pointed at the WrestleMania sign. Rich. The the what? Exactly. It ain't it ain't been Royal Rumble yet. He pointed at the WrestleMania sign for what I saw. It's on mute. He may have been pointing at something else, but I believe he was pointing at the WrestleMania sign that wasn't up there yet. Because our truth is a comedic genius, but I also think he's problematic as fuck. <laughs> Proceed. Alright. So we're done talking about this Bray Wyatt thing, right? Uh, Daniel Bryan fucked him up, kicked his ass. Crowd, yes, chanted. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, if they, if they, if they do, if they do WrestleMania 30, 36 with like, with Look, them, if, like they, if they if they do Bray Wyatt Roman Reigns and it goes terrible, it's their fucking fault. Right. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns is right on the table. Take the fucking dunk. Yep. 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 Same here. I believe the same thing. So speaking of Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns in a TLC pinfall match against Baron Corbin. This match was built uh, partially around the fact that, you know, some of the stuff after Saudi Arabia, it, we've, we've gotten two locker room leader storylines, one involving Seth where he's gone full heel and he has now the new improved buff neck version of the shield. <laughs> and on the other side, you have... Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns arguing over who's the locker room leader, who was out here leading a a, a, a group, a, a locker room full of individual wrestling acts that all hit Jimmy Gus wants to win, and all you know in WWE's world, in Vince's world, are all like alpha males jockeying uh, in this ruthless game of game theory uh, to seize the throne. Um, so 
they're having they're having a match that's involved with all of these you know fake security guys and then dog food comes out gets brought out and he he bashes Roman Roman gets his head bashed in with a full can of dog food and Corbin holds it up like storytelling I hit him with the <laughs> like I hit him you know I, I dumped the dog food on him a couple weeks ago I just bashed him in the head with a can full of dog food from under that was underneath the ring and I saw that happen in like you saw me like I completely like just covered up my head in shame, just like I I can't believe I'm watching this. I can't believe anyone's watching this. Like, so that happens, and the craziest thing is like two minutes later, from out the ring comes fucking Dolph Ziggler. So Bro, it's like, literally hiding under the ring, yeah, so just, just, just literally creeping. Yeah, so I said to you like or, or to y'all earlier in the show like. Who the fuck put the dog food underneath the ring before the match, and why would you go through all that, all of that bother? And then it was like, just in case. and then you find out like Ziggler underneath the ring. He was like, oh, it's Ziggler put underneath there. But like, why didn't Ziggler just cut? Why 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 did Ziggler come underneath the ring in a no DQ match? Why do you need to hide in a no DQ match? Like, Correct. it's just all the all the smoke and mirrors and shit that are nonsense. They just make you think like. If you look at this for a second, you realize it's a bad story. You just realize it's a bad story. So, they do all the cheating tactics. This is Hogan versus the fucking Dungeon of Doom. Hiroyo <coughs> Matsumoto versus uh, Ozaki. Ozaki Doom. Yes. This is, yes, Corbin Doom. All, all, yes. all this shit was missing was police coming yeah. out there. We're going to have to put the link in there for people to understand what we mean. What is it? What is police? You'll be like, what are they talking about? Are they talking about, are they talking about Japanese women's wrestling again? Yes, we are. Uh, yeah. So I'll put the link in the description for y'all to look at it and see what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. But like, it, it's all the smoke and mirrors and heat and cheating and ridiculousness. And at the end, um, you also have the revival who lost, having yes. the revival who like the, one of the only acts that put on a good fucking performance all night have, have the comeback out and add, add, to, add it to the muck, right? I mean, it's I guess it's a good slot for them, but it, you know, it's a good slot for them or whatever. Give them something to do because you know they don't give a fuck about tag wrestling, I guess. But whatever. Um, so, I mean, they just they just embarrass Roman again. They they like he can't, which is the real conversation here. It's like why why go through all this? And like, and at the end of the day. This story that was tied to who's a locker room leader turns into Baron Corbin, the asshole heel that treats people like shit constantly, has a faction of people in the locker room that are willing to fight for him, and Roman Reigns has no friends at all. Yeah. The top babyface has nobody that's willing to help him fight. Yeah, and... um looking at it, it was just like you look at this year of everything they've done with Roman Reigns it has been a colossal disaster the entire year. You is bring this, them back Is this the second worst uh, year of his career on the main roster? I mean, last year was pretty bad too. Very bad. I mean, it's, I think it's a continuation of it except you don't have the oh, this guy came back after beating cancer uh, like uh, you know, fork and road that could have saved his, or that has more or less, you know, f- kind of changed his career in a way. You know, 
So, like, I feel like they're doing worse because they have a hotter act now than they did uh, before the announcement. The rim is lowered, yet they insist on shooting with a blindfold. Like, I don't... (laughs) Like, so they've had this man lose all through ridiculous, dirty ways all year to Shane McMahon, Eric Rowan... Who else? With Shane McMahon, Shane Eric Rowan, and now Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. It's like they could be doing so many, like, cool things with him. They could have done that all year. Instead, they put him in all these situations because and had him lose these matches for God knows why. Yeah. It's like they're terrible. They're terrified that people are going to start booing him. And and it's like they won't put him in the ring with somebody that's not like an obvious low-hanging fruit heel. Like he could have had a program with Nakamura this year. He could have had done something with Cesaro. He could have wrestled Daniel Bryan at some point. He could have did a bunch of cool shit throughout the year, taking advantage of the fact, hey, maybe – People are going to give this guy a second chance. Maybe they're going to, you know, do whatever. But what they've done is not taking advantage of this, you know, immediate period of him coming back. And they've just wasted it. And now, going into WrestleMania season, they're probably just going to yank him right from feuding with all these mid-carters and part-timers and jabronis. And then transition them. They're going to try to snap their fingers it's not going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that you're right about that. Like, it's not going to be there. Like, it's like, we always talk about the T.O. joke about, like, when T.O. would always talk about how, you know, he's he stays, you know, the typical, I, I, I stay ready so I ain't got to get ready. Correct. And they're booking it like they're trying to get him ready as opposed to staying ready. Like, you look at all... You look at it, blueprint in the history of this company is like their top baby faces were always people with that position and were trying to do like hot things, you know, irrespective of the calendar or building towards a certain spot on the calendar. And like, and I mean, like by building on the calendar, I mean, like towards the next big, the next big show, like there were four pay-per-views back then. There was a big, the big four. So like, you know, whatever quarter pay-per-view they had, like that's what they were building towards and get momentum to, to rev up towards that to try to sell pay-per-views. Now... Obviously, you know their 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 television model is different. Like they make more money off TV, but like, what is what? Like if that's the case, that's the logic we all are working with. They, they've changed because of this. <coughs> Excuse me. Then why is he looking like so shit on TV? Isn't that where the money's being made? What yeah. money are you making by having Baron Corbin make this guy look like a schmuck? Yeah. Um. They could have had Buddy Murphy in that role earlier in the year, having having a one month program with Roman Reigns. They've, you know, Drew McIntyre, I believe, you know, was in there with him for a while, and Drew McIntyre never inspires like, you know, excitement or anything. So, but, look, but you look at like, you look they had at him like, in there with Elias, like right, right, right. You look at what they've done with him, um, with the the Shane thing. Shane, what's the ultimate payoff for that? The ultimate payoff is he the Undertaker tagged, pins he's him. tags with the Undertaker for no fucking reason, and they win in a really good and a good ass match on pay per view. The end. 
What? How does that make sense? What does Undertaker have to do with any of this? What? Nothing. Okay. The payoff of of Ro- of uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper trying to murder him twice is he teams Bro, with a guy so that we thought- to, he t- ends up tagging with a guy or not tagging he ends up like becoming friends with a guy that like originally tr- tried to hide the fucking killer from him or attempt to kill her from him and it makes Roman like a dumbass then we get this yeah. like the payoffs and I, I talked to you about this if the payoff is what I think it is the payoff is going to be that they're the final two in the Rumble. He throws them out the Rumble. Is that uh, is that enough? Is you getting your ass beat for you know two three months? Is that worth it? it I think they they think as long as he doesn't get booed, it is worth it. Now getting there, it's like pulling teeth the entire time for the fans. We have to watch Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns be linked at the hip. No compelling promos being cut. No good matches happening. Just 101 by the numbers. Heel, like, you know, getting heat on Roman Reigns until that final moment where if they're the final two in the Royal Rumble, they're going to try to use Baron Corbin like they use Roman Reigns. Uh, with, you know, when Randy Orton was in there, said, so like, yeah, we know you ain't going to cheer Roman Reigns, so we'll put him out there to scare the hell out of you. And, you know, you know, you don't want him to win, so it would be like, you don't want Corbin to win this shit. And it's like they're building up Corbin as much as you can to make you think, oh, yeah, Corbin actually has a legitimate shot at winning the Royal Rumble, even though that would never happen in a million fucking years. But, <clears throat> like, it, as a plan on its face, cool they'll accomplish their goal right because i don't think people will boo i mean you there there always is the 2015 option when kane and big show are in there and they just boo anyway and hijack this shit and be like we know exactly what you're trying to do and that's always on the table let's not you know dismiss that right but, right now 1.3 in missouri what's up right but there's no 1.3 in missouri what do you mean 1.3 billion people like we were talking about how they'll just put somebody in on uh, in the car and they don't give a fuck and they'll just shove them to a spot and they don't care. Oh, the point yeah, is yeah, like yeah. there isn't 1.3 billion people in Missouri this time around, so um that's where that's where Corbin's from, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So it doesn't matter. Like they can't. I mean, they can gender him if they want to, but like there is no end game that makes them successful in the way that they thought that the gender thing was going to work out for them. Right, right, and. It's like, yeah, the Royal Rumble could get hijacked. I mean, ultimately, they're going to do what they want to do anyway. So my best thing would be to make them start the Royal Rumble 1 and 2. He gets, you know, Corbin the fuck out of there, and then he goes on to do whatever in the Royal Rumble or, you know, do in the middle of the Royal Rumble. But it's nothing that's inspiring, and it's a bunch of crap that we have to sit through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't have anything else to say. So I mean, let's just move on to uh, the tag match and in a fucking draw. I don't even want to talk about out. that. How dare they do that? How how dare they put like a a, a double count out uh, on pay per view? Like no, in the in the area of AEW, so, showing so us you can you can beat people, book a fucking finish, so that they Fuck can do that. the rich, so that they can do the 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 rematch on Raw 
where the club beats the Viking Raiders. That's why they did. Yo, they went to a draw on pay per view so that they can do so they can beat the the, so they can beat the babyface champions on TV. This would be taken as a sign that this promotion would be going out of business if there was any other three <laughs> letters or four letters uh, at the name of this promotion. This is inexcusable. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not the worst thing in the world, and it's not going to make people lose their fucking minds. Um, if the rest it's of just the show fucking was dumb. Well, and yeah, right. And the rest, if the rest of the car was on point. And the rest of this car was entertaining. You can live with them having their little whatever for 10 minutes. But it didn't need to go 10 fucking minutes. Have it go three minutes and then end it. Right? Yeah. I don't Like, give that give that extra time to, I don't know. Give the extra time to um, Alistair Black and let him, let him get 18 minutes out of 15. Um, I'm just... Oh, one thing I forgot to mention um, with the with the Reigns thing. So at the end, it started like, uh, you know, we got Baron Corbin got the win. Like, wow, I can't believe that they celebrate. All of a sudden, later in the show, they're brawling backstage. With Reigns suddenly found some friends that somehow weren't booked. So it was like, why were they in the arena anyway? So that was a gap in logic. And then after the main event, they don't want you to think about Becky losing. So Oscar, you know gets the win, gets the belts. Literally five seconds later, uh, Roman Reigns and the brawling folks come out, they do the big spear, and that's your happy ending for the show. Yeah. So, that, and that continues to trend with Oscar. When ma- these matches that involve Oscar where, like, people immediately, like, cut them off and they don't mean shit. Like, are you supposed to just forget, like, moments that have happened? Like... They she, rush off the air. Yeah, like, they, um... Oscar uh, at WrestleMania 34, she has the... She has the best singles match at WrestleMania 34 with Charlotte. She loses her streak, her undefeated streak of 500 some odd days to Charlotte in a, in a SmackDown Women's title match. Oscar Oscar says, "You know, you were right." Seen the dumbass. Charlotte's time, it's Charlotte's moment, right? Like the two stars they made that night at WrestleMania 34 were Ronda Rousey or wrestling stars, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte gets her music. John Cena gets word that Undertaker is there, and then she he just sprints from his seat to jump over the uh, barricade and sprint up the ramp, right in front, right and just blows right by Charlotte. And then they cut the Oscar in the ring, make a smile face like, "What the fuck's going on? I don't know any any of this. I didn't know any of this was happening, right? Just completely. I was just completely uh, or uh, side blindsided. Swiped, blindsided. I was saying side swiped. Yeah. And that's, you're right. That's the word. So, I I just um I, I just don't get it. Like it's it's really really weird. It's really weird. I, I don't know. Like you know that the card has all these baby faces failing, and then you want to end it with a huge spot where the baby faces succeed. Here's an idea. How about you have some fucking baby face succeed in the matches? Yeah. Well. We got two matches left, and they did, and they the were the best matches, matches on the, the matches. show. Yep, uh, the good Alistair matches Black the baby versus... faces both won. Yeah, what Alistair a Black versus 
Buddy Murphy. Um, I thought this had potential to be really good, and I enjoyed it. This was hard hitting, and you know, Buddy Murphy has his you know New Japan World starter kick, you know, move set, and he brought his A game. Uh, Alistair Black, you know, a couple times they actually let him out on pay per view, produced both times. Um, but there's only is there. I feel like there's only so optimistic I can be because it's like, well, what's it? What's next for him? Like there's a U.S. title gauntlet going on right now, right? Yep. And and but he's not in it, right? Nope. It's our truth in Tazawa and Matt Hardy and Ricochet and I think one other person. Yeah, I, they're they're taking the cobwebs off of Matt Hardy. So um, <laughs> instead of you know Alistair Black, you can. Uh, I don't, never mind. But uh, I, I thought the match was was awesome. It was uh, you know anything you would see on a Wednesday. And yep. Like you know, I, while watching the match, I was like, I got over. Feel, while watching the match, I thought this feels like a two hundred five live match. Yeah, yeah, that stinks. But <laughs> I, I think um, no, like, no, I like, don't. I don't mean like the typical how we describe two hundred five live. Where like people were, I mean, because it, it was kind of this element of you're working your ass off, you're working your ass off, you're working your ass off. This crowd doesn't know you, but the crowd eventually looks up and realizes, dude, you are busting. Y'all, y'all are busting your ass, so we're gonna f- give you the cheers that you deserve. Um. I mean, like, the style of the match, like, Buddy Murphy was basically having one of his 205 Live matches where he's going out there and he's, you know, he's just spamming you to death with, with, with multiple, you know, strikes and kicks or whatever else um, and stacking, like, you know, stacking moves on moves for a pinfall, for a near, for a kickout attempt or a near fall attempt. Like, I really enjoyed this match. Um, but, you know, and I hope it signifies more for both of them. Um, and whatever they go from here, or maybe even more against each, against each other, because like, like we need we need Ricochet to fight, we need Ricochet and and Andrade and Umberto to wrestle these guys, and, and Cedric to wrestle these guys. All all those guys I just mentioned, the five or six of them, they all need to be wrestling each other and trying to get themselves over. Because like, wrestling AJ the- Styles isn't gonna fucking work. Newsflash, everybody. That AJ Styles fighting any of those guys is not gonna work anymore. And that's the thing. I remember when these rosters came out, everyone like, oh, raw loaded, like they got the all these work rate guys. I'm like, they're never gonna get a chance to wrestle each other. Like that's I was like, come on, man. Like they're gonna like cycle all these dudes in and out and be like, and you're gonna be wondering, like, well, why didn't they do this match? Why didn't they do this match? Why didn't they do this match? And <sighs> The, the, the I'm glad we got what we got, though. The thing for me is, I like the fact that the nucleus is there for them to eventually make themselves a mid card, and then they can go from there. And like right now, with Ray being the U.S. champion, what else are you gonna do with Ray other than have him wrestle the new young guys and try to get some of them over? Like they tried it with AJ, I- it didn't work because AJ just because Vince just like. I understand that Vince. I understand that AJ is one of the top merch guys or whatever else in the company, but like he beat them in a way that was like, I don't know how anybody's supposed to get over when you when he, you're just pe- beating people in program from pillar to post and not giving them much of anything. Like so now that Ray's in there, there's a history of Vince not giving a flying fuck about Ray. Make a heel. You know you love heat so damn much. There you go. Buddy Murphy's a heel. Andrade's a heel. Um, you can turn Ricochet or, or, or Cedric Alexander or Cedric Alexander specifically because you don't give a fuck about Cedric Alexander. Yeah. There you go. 
or you can do some baby face for baby face stuff in the exhibition and try to get somebody some shine and you know <coughs> a bit of the thank you great match kid you're gonna be really good hold hold you know have have big ray big ray mysterio big homie Big Ray. Raise it, raise it. Okay, that's inside you. Don't let me know about yeah. Big Ray. So let's not even go there. Okay, let's not even go there. Anyway, shout out to the to the real Big Ray. But like Big Homie Ray Mysterio can come. Big little Homie Ray Mysterio can go out there and say, you know what, this other baby face that's that's uh, that's um, coming up and coming. He might have something to him. Like you may be able to give somebody a rub in a way that they Vince just will not do with AJ because reasons. Yeah, I I hold no hope. I, I I'm being too optimistic. I know this, but I'm saying at least there's a pathway. Like at least there's a pathway. If they don't take the pathway, that's their fucking fault. But the pathway's there. Not gonna happen. Um. Right. Um. So the opener, the new day, versus uh, in a ladders match versus. Oh uh, my god. Uh. The I almost said the ascension. The, the revival. revival. Yes. Um kick ass match. Yeah, this was um it was funny because they only used the ladders, but it was like a thinking man's ladder match along with like some big bumps and they tried to do some athletic stuff as well. But um there was a part I remember Scott Dawson came off the top rope and I was fucking howling. I was like, What is he doing up there? So uh, that was that was a highlight for me. Uh, Kofi Kingston had an awesome showing, and you know I was like, "Wow, I feel like I haven't seen this guy since before WrestleMania." And it was like, "Well, I, I think they just put together a match that was really well done." And I I think it was four stars. Yeah, I did. I don't think I put a rating. I just remember I thought it was good as hell. Um, it's a match that like I feel like you'll have an even appreciation of it. Um, on a second watch, because of all like the little small things they did that were smart, um, and you know that's kind of that's kind of the revival's mo. Like they put all the they they're very good at putting you know smart things together in a match. Um, and also you know their timing and spacing for when they uh and how they space these things out. Uh, I thought that they you know I thought they did a very good you know as you say like a 2018 Adams Cole job of making Kofi and Biggie at times yeah. and what they did great like they weren't you know they kind of did their job of like they're not flashy wrestlers they're good wrestlers um but they're going to shine the baby faces and make them like the stars of their match as they should instead of trying to be cool heels and hats off to them because like they've been doing this for a long ass time but um you know, especially with their NXT D- stuff with, you know, DIY or AOP or whatever else. Um, yeah. and their match with, um, undisputed era a couple weeks ago, but you know, I was, I was initially like skeptical when I heard about this match because I'm like, they yo, you probably think they don't want to do shit. Not even that, not even that they don't want to do shit. It was like, yo, there was just a ladder match at all out. That was like a, one of the most dangerous and like spectacular, tag team ladder match we ever seen like less than like three months ago and mm-hmm. it's like well what are these guys gonna do to like either try to compete with that or like how is it just gonna measure up and i don't well obviously i don't think they measured up to that match but that's no knock on this one um I, you know i'm just like i'm glad they came correct rather than 
it's stinking. <laughs> like, it, like I'm, I'm glad like something like the main event didn't happen to to this match. So, um, yeah. So I, that was TLC pretty much. And first two matches, I would say definitely check them out. Anything after that, that's up to you. But you ain't get no recommendation here. Yeah, not a one. Man. Uh, wow. Anyway, let's, you know, to to wash ourselves with the main roster stink, let's talk about the real winners. Um, you know, one they won Survivor Series, so let's talk about it. And they're in the middle of a, of a ratings war, so let's talk about AEW and NXT. This coming Wednesday, they both have big shows stacked up to try to take care of this, that are basically their, uh, or are their year-end shows. Um, on one end, do you want to start at AEW or start at NXT? Doesn't matter. Okay, well, um, NXT, um, they start off their show, or they're going to start their show off with, or not start it off, but on their show, they're going to have Adam Cole versus Finn Balor in a in a title match, and then they're also going to have Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. Um, so let's take over in a half. A half again. Um, it's not quite as stacked as that October second show, but they yeah, do have... I, I would agree because like think about it, you got Adam Cole. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, but like worse because Finn Balor's in it rather than Matt Riddle. Well, I think the thing is they're doing the star power thing, but like that doesn't really matter to like. I don't think it's gonna matter to the people that like. Are going to watch because like that Matt they people most people that people that so would Finn know would that already gonna, people that that people that know already know like the Finn Balor match isn't going to be as good as that Matt Riddle match was. And also Finn Balor already brought whatever he's going to bring to NXT, and they were getting spanked with him on on the viewership, uh, you know, for eight seven weeks straight. So I'm not hearing this like this bigger star shit that they're this, trying to hang their heads on. Yeah, was this week ten now, right? Something like that. Oh, twelve. Going Coming to twelve, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'll be a great match. Um, I think it's gonna be the best match Finn's gonna have had since like what was that? Uh, was that TLC two thousand eighteen or TLC two thousand seventeen? Is what I mean. Sorry. Probably. Yeah. Um. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It'll be better. It'll be better than a Jordan Devlin match at a Takeover uh, Blackpool. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, looking forward to it. Adam Cole is going to run. Is, is he about to run the score up uh, on his wrestler of the year candidacy in yeah. WWE? Yeah, he's going to run it up. He's going to run it up. I mean, he's already lo- it's already a lock for him. But like, yeah, he's going to. This is a victory lap. This is a cap yeah. on of the year. This is how to put a cap on the year. <laughs> I remember that triple threat match with uh, Ziggler and Corbin and AJ Styles in two thousand yes. sixteen. This is basically like this is a victory lap. Like. Can, Congratulations! Like I, I was the best, and I'm going to fucking like cap it right here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the other end, you have Rhea Ripley in um, versus Shayna Baszler for the title. <sighs> All right, nigga, the time has come. We here now. Actually, right before that, the Keith Lee thing, him losing um, mm-hmm. and getting pinned. Uh, what are your feelings on that? Because I think it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that's the second time they've done the same thing with him in a triple threat match where like he has the match won in like they also did this with Ricochet uh, in the five way to set up you know after you know they had to go to Adam Cole for um the match with Gargano at WrestleMania weekend where like we're just gonna have a five way it's gonna be awesome and then we're gonna have Adam Cole win but we're gonna have Adam Cole just win clean no he's gonna steal the pin from from you know the person that actually has somebody's finished um so like Keith Lee had the same thing happen to him a couple few weeks ago when Roddy sold the pin from him after he had uh Dijakovic beaten um and then you had a here where he had Ciampa up and hits the 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 power bomb and then next thing you know like Balor comes out of nowhere uh with a double stomp and pins and, and gets the pin I guess the logic is you feed whatever momentum to to Balor for this match because that's more important than Keith Lee's momentum um, because we can't be out here actually getting people over. Um, I would have beat Tommaso Ciampa every day of the week, twice on Sunday here. This dude's on borrowed time. We don't know how much longer he's going to be in the ring. Ain't no sense in really, like, investing like that, especially when you got Keith Lee running around there right now. I think the thing is, I would have held Keith Lee off. I wouldn't even have done the match. Um, true. true. I, I would have held him off. Ultimately, there, were no, like, there, was, there was nothing that said that they had to make that a number one contenders match. No, I'm just saying they didn't even have to do the match. Uh, like, if I'm not mistaken, they did a, like, they did a Finn Balor versus, um, yeah, they did a Finn Balor-Champa match two weeks ago. Or no, three yeah. weeks ago, right? And Champa got beat. Champa got beat. They're Finn Balor, therefore, there you go. Put him in. Like, I understand, like, I mean, I get the logic is, well, Ciampa just pinned uh, Cole at, on, uh, no, Survivor, in War Games, or whatever else. But it's like, you had two people come out on that TakeOver and a Half show, right? On that TakeOver 26 and a Half, or 25 and a Half, and... Like they were both gunning for the title, and then they had a match, and then one person won. Just go with that guy for now. Yeah. So, it's, but I mean, ultimately, I feel like Keith Lee lost because he's eventually going to get a title shot down the line anyway. Like they're just delaying the inevitable. And my thing is like, I would not have, I wouldn't have beaten him because like I just got him over at Survivor Series. So I wouldn't even have put him in that position for that to happen. Like, if anything, I'd have had him on the, and, and have him change course, or not change course, but put him in the path towards the North American title. But I think that only works if you're like, hey, we're going to give you the North American title, and eventually you're going to take that belt into fighting the NXT champion and then become a double champion, and then, then vacate that shit. I think that's the only way it's worth it. Well... My whole my idea is like, well, they already have plans. They already had plans in place for the main event, and also going all the way to February between Ciampa and 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 um and Finn. So if that's the case, don't let it fuck up the plans you already have because you've already spent so much TV time heading this direction anyway. Just for you to like throw in this this Keith Lee thing, and ultimately like is just gonna is gonna send Keith Lee up three notches, and then you got to take him down one and uh, like two weeks later. Or three weeks later, I feel you know what I mean. Like you could have kept him hot the whole time. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like ultimately, it yeah. doesn't matter. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, <clears throat> we transition on to back to uh, the women's match. It's time. 
Like, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't care what anyone has to say. It's time for Shanna to come off the belt. Period. It's time for her to move on and go to the main roster. Time to go. Time to time to breathe life into this in, into this division. Yeah, man. Um, the Shane Baszler matches have been a struggle. They have been painful at times. They have been predictable. They've been soul sucking at other portions, and. Flat out, Triple H has been a mark for her in a way that he hasn't been a mark for a woman since Asuka. And Shayna's been so protected for so long. It's, it, as you mentioned, it's time. It's time! Yeah, and it's time to like get someone in there that you can actually have competitive matches with as opposed to like this bully shit. This, every match is bullied, Bullies getting, you know, uh, getting a reciproc- reciprocated response. She turns out that she she starts selling. Then the goons come out or whatever, and then she slap beats you in the middle with her move. After How do you feel about overcome the, the 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 goons? Now, now, obviously, I feel like she would be an improvement over Shayna, right? But how do you feel about, like, Rhea Ripley as a worker going forward with the title, like, and matching up people with her? Because, like, if you flip and look at it, there's obviously Dakota Kai, who she has some type of unfinished business with, who's a heel. Mm-hmm. There's Io Shirai, who's a heel. There's Bianca Belair, who's a heel to a lesser extent. Yep. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Uh, those would be the top three right now, yeah. So... What are you feeling match wise? Like you know, we can expect out of Rhea Ripley because, like, I mean, no, she's 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 a good wrestler, but I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, is she certified right now? She's a good wrestler, and like, I think the thing for me is that um, she's more versatile as a wrestler. Like, she can have more traditional matches as opposed to there's one person that that only has one match and she does that one match really damn good. So I'm I'm here for it, um, and you know I I think it's okay that we have a baby face at the top of this division after you've had you know this this run for since the end of the end of 2017. Like it's been two fucking years. Time to come off it. Yeah, run it back, Turbo. Like it's you know. It's time. Yeah. Is there anything else uh, on on the NXT show that um, they keep you on the, on the tuck? Um, I think that's it. I think that's okay. It. I think that's so. They'll, they'll probably get to some some uh, other stuff. Uh, you know, between now and Wednesday, I'm sure the announcements will probably come out Wednesday morning uh, as they try to ride Sunday traffic. But AEW pretty much has everything announced um, for their show. I forgot where it's located. Um, it's Jericho versus Jungle Boy. Is it Corpus sure? Christi? Corpus yeah, yeah. Christi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Jericho and Jungle Boy and a ten minute challenge. Well, well, I guess we might as well start from the beginning. So like uh, going head to head with the NXT title match, uh, I sent a, a message to my good friend Tony Khan and told him to go ahead and um, uh, add in you know Kenny and Paige against the Lucha Brothers to, to uh, you know uh, counter that, and that ended up happening. About two hours later, it got announced. Uh, I guess we maybe you know headed a little bit more with that uh, that dissension between uh, we get more of that story with Paige and Kenny 
Mm-hmm. Of course, we had Phoenix and Pentagon in there who, you know, are awesome. And <laughs> we get a blow away tag match here, uh, I would assume. Uh, maybe in, maybe a hot angle uh, to go head to head with it. Yeah, I mean, I expect that. I didn't know that match was happening, but now that I hear, like, that's that's going to be the best match of the night and one of the best matches of on AEW this year, you would assume. Like, hopefully that's the opener. It is. Oh, so yeah. Get the fuck no TV, no TV timeouts, commercials. Run it like yeah. here's your twenty minutes. Go crazy. That match gonna be great. Uh, and, I, and I was listening to uh, I forgot who it was, but they, you know, there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of discussion around Kenny, like in you know his role in AEW, like his emphasis or lack of emphasis at certain points. It is uh, I you know it's a good sign I would say for Kenny. Um, that he's being trusted kind of with this, you know, hey, we, we know that they're they're coming out with, you know, their title match. We're going to put you in the first segment, you know, whatever. And, you know, he's been nothing but a positive for the numbers. So um, keep that in mind. So um, I'm looking forward to see uh, him and, you know, you know, Paige, like, Hopefully that, you know, starts getting figured out a little more and they, they're going to take that one easy. So um, there's another tag match. It uh, looks to be pretty interesting, of course. Uh, a little bit, you know, different style match, but uh, Cody and Darby Allen against Butcher and the Blade. Um, I'm in, all in on Darby Allen. You know, the uh, whole story behind that is Darby Allen basically uh, came to Cody's defense after QT Marshall went nuts last week, and <laughs> but ended up losing. Yeah, let's talk about this right now. Are we watching the same match? He fucked up half the stuff he tried. It wasn't about that. It wasn't about the fact he fucked up half the stuff he tried. It, it was. was it was about the emotion. It, yes, yes. He, the Rich. crowd loved him. Great. That match was awesome. Okay, I'm not going there with you. The crowd was into it. It was awesome. not a good match. Because QT Marshall fucked up half the stuff he tried. He tried to sauce the floor and almost died on the fucking ropes. It, this shit was awesome. Like, like he had no business doing it. It, it. it was better for me that way that it didn't land as cleanly and everything like that. But this dude was like, How? Doing all these How? Flips. How does it, that make it sense? Just works. It, it just works for him. Crowd was going nuts. They were chanting QT. Rich, you're making it sound as if he tried. It was to fuck. fun. Rich, it you're making was it fun. You're making it seem like he tried to do the fuck it up on purpose. Like he's Orange Cassidy. No, no, he he did not try to fuck it up on purpose. But it's just you know I'm playing the result here. Like it was fun. Great, Lots of great. But was it good though? Yes. Rich, rich, come on. Yes. Man. It was not good. It was that not. was a good match. That was a Rich, really good match. It was a cr- it was a crowd reaction. This is like when we talk about like Hogan and uh, and Rock or whatever else. Like that match was not good. Like you like the crowd's going nuts. I'm watching it. Just like how many more things are gonna fuck up in this match? If you were just one of the people that I was thought like, Cody was good in this match. I thought the butcher and the blade were good in this match. What were the good things that? What were the good things that Cody, the butcher, or the blade did in this match? So Cody was flying around doing moonsaults. He was doing his triple yes, jump uh, he did cutter. Do a moonsault. Yes, he did. He was doing his triple jump cutter, which actually like looked decent. Okay, I was fucking with it. Okay. What about the butcher or the blade? Butcher and the blade—they look tough and intimidating. 
Their moves like look brutal. Their finish is awesome. Mo- Monocled Silas Young impressed you. I mean, as a, as a tough bruiser, he he was what he was. But I I like the aesthetic of, of the act. Like rank, it, it works. Do me a favor. Rank them in the AEW tag division. Okay. Um, Should they be see. doing anything more to being a prelim bottom of wrong beaten heels uh, tag team based on their work that you saw on Wednesday? I feel like I got to see more from them. Are, are they a better tag team than Evans and Angelico? Yes. A better tag team? Better at wrestling? I think they have a higher ceiling than them. Okay. Are they better than Dark Order? No. Dark Order is the the blank. Partly because because I think because I think Stu Grayson is a great worker. That's like he's he's just gonna get his size is always gonna trip him up. Okay, what are the other heel tag teams in the in uh, AEW division besides Lucha Bros? So PMP. Um, yeah, are they better than PMP? No. Are they better than uh, Lucha Bros? No. So, but they don't they, have to be. So they they're, are like, they're at, good for they're good for what they are. So they are at best the f- number four heel tag team in the company. And, and that's what we're talking about when we get to this depth. Somebody got to be number four. I think they're fifth. But you think they're fourth? Great. Sure. Outstanding. Look, I ain't going to tell you to not feel how you feel, but I feel like they could have made better use of uh, Cody Rose's time, um, considering that like he's going to be doing this huge thing with MJF over the next uh, few months in a program and whatnot. Like, I understand you need something to kill time with to get until you get to that. Um, and they kind of linked it uh, after the fact with the, you know, they're, they're, they're men for hire or whatever else. Not in the way the EC3 we thought was a man for, a man for hire uh, early in the year. They're not selling strokes. Yeah, yeah. Like, EC3 was, was selling dick. These dudes are like hitmen. Um, well, I guess you, well, hitmen is in like, they're there to beat people up. They're kind of like the APA. They're, le- they're less than, they're less like, you know, uh, Never mind. Um, Buff Bagwell. So, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 I wasn't impressed, and I thought like the QT Marshall was like fucking a participation trophy ass shit, and like I, I don't know, man. Like on Tuesdays or whatever else, like I sometimes like watch Joshi, like classic Joshi matches, and then I I put on the fucking I put on the AEW. And like, unless you, and for me, like I watch AEW, I'm like, most of the stuff is good, but like the stuff that like when they're doing the indie, indie horrific stuff and they're doing a million dives and they're, and they're missing dives with the cameras and whatever else. And then you have a QT Marshall from time to time come out there and, and, and just miss shit or, um, I, I'm just like this fucking amateur hour. And no knock against them because like it ain't AEW necessarily. It's like this is a dude that like isn't a wrestler. Like he's a wrestler, but he's like a semi-retired professional wrestler. 
the fuck do you think was gonna happen? <laughs> right? And like so my so my like maybe I'm not giving it the patience that I normally would, like, you know, the day after watching so much good wrestling to be like, what the fuck is this? But I watched that and I was like, Man, where's my phone at? Like I'm just, I'm watching them I'm I watched them fuck up the, the the Sasuke special. I was like, man, where's my phone? This they got this drunk dude out here trying to wrestle. Um so, so yeah. We <laughs> move on from there, like I, I thought it was awesome. I, but Dar- look, Darby only came out like this. Yeah. I, I would much rather watch him and Darby versus them than him and QT. And um if this match ain't on point with Darby in there trying to literally always at all times trying to kill himself to have a great match. Then the butcher and the blade, they gonna need. Look, I need them to raise up out of here. Leave the leave the territory. Wow. So we gonna Cut see these niggas have two matches. Unbelievable. Yes. If you can have, if you bit. can have a good ass match look, with for, Cody look, and for, Darby Allen, you need to go. Especially if you're, for, especially if your in game is you're gonna be the number four heel team. For who, forgotten for sons been forgotten sons been r- running around this bitch for two years straight. Yeah, the butcher and the blade got to get out of here. Wait, get the fuck out of here. Second. I said, I said, forgotten sons been running around this bitch for two years, but the butcher and blade got to get out of here after two matches. Well, what? Uh, this is what I'm going to say to you. For I don't know why you. Oh my god, dude, Ricochet just landed on his feet after a top rope. Uh, po- uh, reverse Rana attempt from um, Umberto. Anyway, and the crowd didn't lose, didn't leave, it stand up on his feet. It's it just like standing there. <laughs> but anyway, um, um, back to my point. You talking about the, the street, or it's not the street conference? You talking about the Forgotten Sons is not gonna do it for me because I don't give a flying fuck about the, the Forgotten Sons. I don't give a flying fuck about Killian Dane either. You saying that like th- that's a fuck up and that's M- or, or whatever else? Fine. Have at it. I don't want either one of them. I don't want any of those three acts on my TV screen uh, on Wednesday nights. So I'm preaching the choir with me. Sure. For me. I don't. Fine. So uh, Darby's going to team with Cody in hopes that he eventually gets to fight that man again. So uh, and, and get the W. So um, what else on the show? We got Chris Statlander against Britt Baker for the number one contendership match. Right. I was privy, been privy to some information that. Uh, Statlander may be booked on January 1st for bar wrestling. So there's no guarantee that she's winning here. Um, they could easily pull her and be like, yeah, uh, we want you uh, to go ahead and, you know, run it on the first with Riho. Or I don't know if that's an official thing or when she's coming back. I'm, I'm not really sure. So you think that will run Riho Britt Baker back again? I would hope not. Not that fast, at least. But um, like, I, I would much I rather thought, see Statlander like off th- to the races, personally. I thought the Statlander push was because it's like we already did Riho versus Sheeta er- earlier in the year. That was like more. That was a number one contender match for the not you know for the inaugural uh, women's match on AEW television. So yeah. we don't want to run that back too soon, and we just did Britt Baker versus her like in her first defense. It could be all for nothing like this. Uh, like someone said that she is booked, but AEW could easily pull her. And, you know, I, I would think that she's going to get the uh, shove forward here rather than Britt Baker, who's already kind of, you know, been there, done that. Right. But um, I, I would count on some of the, the timetable f- for a lot of the women's stuff to be a lot shorter. So you could see someone pop back in the title picture due to the size 
of the division. But um, the division's bigger than you think it is, though. It is, it is. But there's only there's only so much real estate that's, that they're going to take up. So they're like, all right, they got to get someone rolling. Like, like Shanna can't really get rolling yet because Nala Rose is in Marvelous right now, right. and. Uh, they had something, you know, going on. I don't know if they're going to just pull her from that. Uh, there looks to be uh, Big Swole and Hikaru Shida look to be on a collision course. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think who else uh, they have. And, it, I, and they pulled the three, like, you know, they pulled and made three managers, Penelope Ford, Allie, and Brandy out of there. So they've got, you know, a lot to kind of, you know, re rejigger there. So, um, I think this should be, you know, a good match. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I think these two have wrestled each other before. I'm not sure. Um, Britt Baker and Statlander, but uh, this, is, this is Stat City here for me, so I, I'm picking Statlander. Yeah, I, I mean, it has to be Statlander. Like, she's gotten over in her matches. Her matches have been good. Like, put her in there a Riho. Um, trying to think what else is on the show. Uh, we got Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy, 10-minute challenge. Literally any result should be uh, should suffice here. Uh, you, you have Jericho beat him uh, at nine fifty seven. You have the actual draw happen. You have uh, Jungle Boy score a shock win at the end, or or have Jericho dead to rights and Jericho hold on at I the think, end. I think you do. You can do anything except for beat Jericho right here. I think that. I think that you know if you're going to have. Jungle Boy, like, do a roll-up fluke victory deal on him. You have it on the second match. Like, okay, you you beat, you lasted 10 seconds, you twerp. I beat your ass or whatever else. I had you beat. You know what? But you did last 10 minutes. I'll give you a match. Not for the title, but I'll give you a match. And then he beats one. He rolls him up at some point, right? And then they get mm-hmm. the title match. And then Jericho puts him away at the end. Like, but I would not and it, put a 10-minute time limit on Jericho has, has to beat the clock on this dude. And then he loses in a beat-the-clock challenge. <laughs> that's fucking embarrassing. Well, I think that's more embarrassing than it does help get Jungle Boy over is what I, is what I really mean, actually. Mm. Sorry. So uh, that should be interesting. See where that gets placed. I don't know if that's going to be the main event, but um, and I would think the main event for the NXT show would be the women's match. So. I don't know oh, what you, you do. Gonna, you think they're gonna like swap the swap the match like they did last time? That's what you think's gonna happen? I'm not sure. I think I think what, uh, what, do you, what do you mean by swap the matches? Like when they did their takeover and a half show, uh that uh they've started with Riddle Cole first. I thought that's what yeah. you meant by like that's why yeah, they think are. the women match is gonna go first. No, no, no. I or think the women last, I mean. Women's match is going last, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that, but okay. Look, I wouldn't either, but they're like doing a thirty-minute documentary for it on Tuesday, leading up to it, and all this stuff. I'm dead serious. So, like, they're putting all their eggs in this basket. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know if they should do that. Like, maybe they do top of the nine o'clock hour, and then they're like, "Hey, Riddle, you're gonna close," you know, and then they do like a big angle in the overrun or whatever to, you know. During the changeover, mm-hmm. uh, and then Young Bucks versus SCU uh, for the AEW Tag Team Championships. It's time to belt the Bucks. Uh, SCU looks like they've kind of stalled out. 
Uh, there's not as much, you know, momentum around them right now. Yeah, because they decided to try to turn uh, fucking Scorpio, or they decided single. to do a singles thing with him before they even, like, yeah, let's make him a tag champion. Like, they did they did what well, all the shit we complained about Vince McMahon, right? They had a tag team that was successful. They got a tag team that was over. And, like, instead of, like, focusing at them at the top of the division, they decided to turn the motherfuckers singles. Did that not when, just, did, did they did that not happen? That happened, but when does Vince do that? Vince always is trying to break motherfuckers into singles all the time out of tag mat, out of tag uh, teams. Whether it was Sean and Janetti, whether it was Big Cass and Enzo, whether it was uh you know the Shield getting broke up so they could turn them all into singles acts, whether it was uh, uh let me think uh I mean, but a that, bunch of them. But that's not like a Vince McMahon exclusive thing. You know what? You have a point, but what I mean is like that's a criticism of the company is like they can't just let things lie where they are. Like they always want to just progress it immediately and go straight to that. Like they don't even like we're what what a month or time a month. We're now what? 12 weeks into the show, right? Yeah. 12, 12 weeks of show. Your inaugural champion was announced what? Uh, no, early November, right? The fourth week, fifth week, maybe. But fifth wasn't, week wasn't it right before Full Gear? Wasn't it like the show right before Full Gear? Is when they uh, made. The I think it was. I think it was two. I think it was two shows before Full Gear. Okay, so that'd be like late October, right? Charleston, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so late October. By late October, they had belted uh, a team, and then they already had put another one, uh, put one of them into a tag match with the champion. Or put it on TV. Like, in a month. Like, what's the rush? There is no tomorrow. What? There is no tomorrow. What do you mean? Like, that. They might be you like you may be advocating for them to wait for a moment they don't know is not or um, wait for a moment that they don't know is guaranteed to come. So, no, but my point is ultimately all from the beginning, these people aren't these people aren't people that are booking for the seat of their pants. So clearly, this was all this was an ela- plan. This all elaborate plan to turn use the single titles as a vehicle to immediately try to turn this dude into a singles act. Well. I really can't blame them for that. <laughs> like, like especially with Scorpio Sky and some of the criticism that they've received uh, for their lack of, you know, focus on, you know, singles African-American wrestlers. I, I can't really fault them for this. Well, here's an idea. Make the Lucha Brothers champion, the inaugural champions, and then have the Umbus take it off them. And do everything you're going to do with Scorpio Sky anyway, because he already got himself over in the fi- by the final anyway as a, as a person that could do what he did with Jericho, Right. Oh, just I pin Kazarian. Think, just pin well, Kazarian still, in the title in the in the finals match, or or in you know the the finals match in Charleston. Make the Lucha Bros your champions. Do all the stuff you did with Dan, with uh with uh Daniels and Pentagon that sucked. And now Young Bucks they got rid of Pride or Proud and Powerful or whatever else. Do P- Pentagon or uh you know the Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks that have been the that had been for the title here, and this would have been the rubber match between both yep. of them. 
But instead of that, you get the Bucks going for the titles, and then you get Kenny against the and, and Hangman against the Lucha Bros, and you still have matches to go back to if the Bucks walk away with the belts with all three teams. You still have but PMP. The but the you still have PMP who you're even with. You still have the Lucha Brothers who you're even with. You still have SEU who you who would probably get a rematch in that scenario. You have three matches for pay per view rather than just you know oh you already. You're doing a TV match and blowing, you know, eventually the uh, the, the title match or whatever. You can put uh, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros on pay-per-view again, like, next summer. Lucha Bros versus Pang and hey- Hangman is just a cool match to do. It's not something that's – it's just something to do, and that's cool. Take out Lucha Bros, put in Proud and Powerful. That's a match you just – this is an exhibition match. That's cool, but since an exhibition match – Put another good tag team in. Well, the thing is, they already wrestled them twice. So, like, it's just not the way it... it Wouldn't that mean that would be intricate storytelling? It funneled a different way. Like, the inner circle and Young Bucks thing was going on from week one. So, these are decisions that were made. So, like, and we're, we're trying to litigate the fallout of those decisions. Right, but we do that with every other show. Right. But what I'm saying is these things were already set up like, hey, Scorpio was already going to get a single shot from, what is this, August? From when, when he was like, hey, Scorpio Sky, you're never getting a shot to title. Right. Like, that, like, the plans are already in motion at right. that point. So it's like... All I'm saying oh. is, all I'm saying is, put the belt solution, bros. Do exactly what we're going to do, and instead of wasting our time with having the inaugural champions be the SEU that you're when you're eventually just going to get it to the Young Bucks anyway, and it's going to mean less by having them beat SEU than it would have been if they had beaten the Lucha Bros. But you can use the Lucha Bros in a bigger situation for a better match on AEW on a pay per view while you, you still have them tied at one to one. Because what did they do? What did the Lucha Bros do in the last pay per view? They were in they were in that triple threat match and didn't take the fall. That's right. So if they were in that, so if they had won the belts, they would have had that same match. Except they would have been champions. And they would have won the match. Pinning uh private party. Again. But they don't get that credibility of Jericho getting pinned by Scorpio Sky, who's a tag team champion, and someone that is there would be no reason for them to be in the ring. So it's like it's damned if you, it's, it's the chicken or the egg. Like, we're, we're going in a circle here. Like, <laughs> my, my point is if the tag team division means so much, don't have the not, don't, I, I would say do not use it as an immediate springboard opportunity for the person that won the tournament uh, to go singles. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that, I don't really think that's that difficult of an ass especially because we just talked about all the machinations of if you pull one lever this all happens if you pull one lever these all happens and you look at it and it's like it's damn near the same shit happens if we go one route or the other so just don't do it well yeah we're we're spinning a rubik's cube right now <laughs> kind of yeah good point yeah um that was all on the show right for the, the for the sounds like a hell of a show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a good show. Like you, you got the, the Lucha Bros tag match is gonna be one of the better matches on TV of the year. Um, the Jericho thing is gonna be interesting at the at, at the least. Um, the fucking what's it called has to be good. Kong it, has it, it, better, 
it better damn well be good. Um, that tag match with Darby and, and Cody. Otherwise, I'm otherwise it's Butcher and Blade shit. I'm already gonna turn on it. Um, what else was on it? Oh, uh, the 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 uh, Britt Baker and Statlander match. It could be good. Um, and hopefully, you know, I think it mostly comes down to if the right person wins. Um, yeah, it's gonna be another good dynamite. They haven't had a bad one yet. Shocker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of it for the show. Anything else? No, mm, uh, no, not really. I yeah, mean, uh, there is that one thing to do. What? Hit the music! Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, I I seriously did not know you were gonna do that. Um I don't have much of an update for starting this week. Like there's two things. Uh um okay, so the the uh December fifteenth show isn't up yet in, in any iteration. Um the December fourteenth show, so the Saturday show, they have a few things up. Um so when we last left off, we talked about the Hazuki and Julia main event from December 8th. That was a, I haven't rewatched the match, but like that match is just a kick-ass match of just, uh, mean women beating the fuck out of each other, um, in a way that you don't see in stardom. Um, the, this era of stardom anyway. Uh, so I, I, I would say check that out. I probably three and three quarters, maybe four. Um, and then, on the undercard of that, you had it finally got out um, and put up. Um, you have Kagetsu versus Miyagi in a in a in a grudge match based off of you know um, they were both in Oedo tie. Um, there was ascension at the on the final night of the tag uh, tag tournament where um, Miyagi turns on Kagetsu um, and then goes to the uh we get to the uh trios championship match and they turn on her turn on them again on on uh i'm sorry uh miyaki turns on kagetsu officially and the rest of oedo tai leaving them out to you know leaving them stranded in the two-on-one handicap to lose those titles kagetsu kicks her out of the uh, the out of the the faction and she wanted a match and this was her match um Match starts off kind of slow and brutal. Um, and brutal meaning like physical. I don't mean brutal like it sucked. Uh, she starts <laughs> basically targeting her neck, cranking her on her neck, and really, you know how you know Shayna or or Saber or Dunn, any of these people that do like the finger stuff or the you know the the joint manipulation or whatever else. She pretty much joint manipulated mm. her neck with a neck crank and put her head in this angle that looked so gross. Um, and then from there, um, she proceeded to um, beat the hell out of her, um, slap her in a camel clutch, and crank her neck from there. That was gross. And then she gave her a power bomb. She and guess who kicked out the power bomb? And then she gave or not power bomb, sorry, a power driver, like a snap power driver. And then she gave her a second one. And you know how I always talk about how in Japan they next different. 
could guess whose neck is different. Yeah. Because she got she caught a uh, a Mike a um a Chris Daniels special, if you will. Um that head definitely touched oh, yeah. that. that you can see that head funny. bounce the, off that mat. You can see that head bounce off that mat. Funny thing with Chris Daniels on BTE, like that's it's haunting, it's haunting him that he uh, botched that move on BTE. Oh now <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So, um, after the shoot, power driver, Kagetsu uh, kicks again, and then next thing you know, um, um, Miyagi gets up Kagetsu, and then the rest of Edo Tai starts helping her cheat. Uh, so the board comes out. So, so uh, Nasuko, uh, Nasuko takes the ref. Um, she gets the board. She bashes uh, Miyagi's head uh, with the board. She catches the mist, and then she ends up hitting her with uh, you know her um, DVD and gets the win. And then um, she's laid out, and she gets on the mic and says, "You know, tons of people." I've been I, I've been the captain or the leader of Oedo Tai for years. People have came and went, but I've never kicked anyone out. Um, and then she says that uh, you have to figure out what you want um, here in stardom, and you have all the potential in the world, but I ain't letting you back in here. And you need to think about like your life choices or whatever else. And, and then, <laughs> from there. And then and then from there, these, yes. these women. So then from there, like Miyagi jumped up, interrupted her, and said, "I don't need your advice," and then walked out. So that was clearly the end. Oh, and and guess guess who comes out uh, on because the Raw's up. Oscar and Kyrie both just came out. So what timing? Yeah, um. Kyrie, trooper, <laughs> real trooper. Brought her out there with all them bright ass lights and that loud ass crowd. Oof. Um, so anyway, come on now, you know that crowd ain't loud. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is the AEW Dynamite. This so, isn't full sale. So, so anyway, um, so this is Osaka Joe Hall. You stupid. <laughs> this is a, this is a Kurikan Hall. Correct. This is, okay. this is the Budokan. You dumb. Uh, so then from there, uh. I was going to say this is a Minareg Hall, correct? So, this is not uh, the, the world famous Minareg Hall, the Korokan Hall of the East. Sorry, all right, back to startup and back to reality. So, um, then from there, uh, flash forward to the December 14th show, the main event, um, tag match, tag team title match. Jungle in, I almost said Jungle and Kiona. Jungle and Konami versus Starlight Kid and Riho. Um, this is a rematch of a tag tournament match that went to a time limit draw that was probably the best match of the tournament. Um, probably four, four stars flat. Uh, I probably give this match four as well. Um, and I think both matches are so different that like you can have a choice of which one you like more. Um, the first match is just people four people flying around trying to have like the best match they possibly can have while you know not you know doing crazy dives or anything stupid to kill each other and then this match is more personal a more personal type grudge match thing where between jungle and starlight kid where you know last week 
jungle, you know, insulted uh, Starlight Kid. Starlight Kid slapped her, and then they had to break it up before Jungle was going to murder uh, Starlight Kid. So they're in the ring, and she's beating on her, and um, the whole match is more or less like it gets really personally heated between those two. Like, and it's kind of interesting because you have you know Jungle, who's more who's one of the veterans versus more of a younger type. Um, a, a young girl that's one of the high high ranking young girls, but a young girl nonetheless. Um, ultimately, at the end, uh, though, um, great match, but that was most of the story being told. And um, recently, it's been coming, and they've talked about it about Kyrie, not Kyrie, but Konami um, has been working on a new bro. Diana Perazzo just came. Diana Perrazzo is about to do a job on um, Raw for for Asuka. Interesting that she has now made WWE TV um, in 2019 on Raw before she did on NXT. Quite interesting. I've heard, I've heard, I've already seen people on Twitter joking that she's on the Lenny Poffo, or excuse me, the Lenny Poffo deal, the WCW one. I don't even know what she- that means. Where she signed for all this money, but never shows up. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, at least Oscar's about to get about to have a good regular rules match, so that's cool. Um, so what was I going to say? Yeah, so match match is just really really cool and heated. And then um, Konami's been you know talking about how she has a new finisher, a, a you know the Triangle Lancer has a one hundred percent winning percentage, but she's looking for something more effective than one hundred percent. Because I don't, I, I guess Konami, so, is, Konami is a subscriber to the Steiner No, the Kobe system. Oh, you know, she's, she's trying top. to go over the top. Yes, I, I apparently so. I apparently she's you know she's she's really good at math. I need something better, hundred percent. So, uh, the match more or less turns to a breakout performance of her at the end, where she basically just you know she's just mauling. Um, Starlight with like these crate with butt these head kicks, and then from there she begins to slap on a move called that she is now calling the final lancer, not a triangle lancer, the final lancer. I can't de- begin to describe to you what this fucking wacky the submission hole uh was. All I'm gonna say is it looked brutal. Like she put she sits you up in like in um in crisscross applesauce. She jams her foot. In between your feet, there crisscross applesauce. Her or her leg, the other leg basically wraps around the back of your neck, the back of of uh, your neck, and then she grabs the other the arm and then cranks it up high. Like it just looks brutal and disgusting. And Starlight tapped, and after she tapped, like you can hear her like crying. It, obviously, she's not really crying but she's selling how damaging this thing is so that's what she has in her arsenal for Arissa on Christmas Eve and I can't wait to see the match now yeah can't wait yeah that's all I got for stardom this week like um next week I'm sure we'll give you an update on the Hazuki gauntlet match um but it's not up yet yep um, news in the NBA world. Uh, this might be kind of funny for you. It looks like the Bucks are about to lose to the Mavericks without Luka Doncic mm. at home. That's uh, a bad loss. 
They're down by four with 11 seconds left. They play, uh, they play the Lakers. They play the Lakers right? very soon. Thursday? They, yes, on Thursday. I will be tuned in. And, uh, you know, the Bucks are out here trying to ruin their streak, so uh, we, we can't break it. But I'm looking at this box score. My God, get get Giannis some damn help. <laughs> I mean, that's what the team looked like last year, more or less, except, Mike, except minus like uh, Malcolm Brogdon, right? Yeah. Because, boy, this shit rough. Like... <laughs> But uh, that's going to wrap up the show uh, this week. Uh, We'll holler at y'all. Y'all know what it is. Uh, Of course, One Nation Radio here on Sundays, uh, Mondays, and sometimes Tuesdays. uh, We got Keeping It Strong Style. Uh, Wednesdays, we got the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Every other Wednesday, grown men watch this shit. Um, Thursdays, we got Get in the Ring. And Saturdays, uh, All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson. I was on All Things Elite. this weekend is, and I recently recorded a, a very, very, very special show with Chad Matthews, a three-hour edition of the Doc Says, and um, you know I don't know um, how he's going to edit it, so it may be around three hours, maybe a little less, but uh, probably one of our uh, favorite episodes. We mutually uh, agreed, agreed, and said after we recorded it. So look forward to that in the coming weeks. Uh, but anything else, uh, James, before we uh, wrap this whole up? Not really. Watched a shit ton of wrestling over the last week. Um, had to cram, like, hadn't watched NXT the last two previous two weeks' episodes. Had to catch up on that. Had to watch Stardom. Had to watch that fucking abysmal pay-per-view that we had to talk about at the beginning of this pay-per-view, at the beginning of this show. Um, like, and, you know, now that, you know, we finished with the last pay-per-view for WWE this year, like, now we get to the good part. We get to rewatch and get to the year and stuff and rewatch like, some of the best matches and stuff and moments from, from the year and all of wrestling. Like, so, these next two weeks, like, to get ready for the year-end show and the award show and the F- and, uh, fuck out of here draft, like, it's going to be a blast. Which is two week. this Saturday. Is yeah. FOA's draft uh, being recorded Saturday. I think it will release on Christmas Day uh, or something like that. Like, um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, uh, hella fun. Look forward to it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to try to get out a like kind of like a power ranking or some, some type of like bracket showing eligible things to be drafted in the fuck out of here draft to, so everyone can see it. I'll probably send it out at some point. I'm going to have to consult with James, Josh, and Jeremy. So uh, there's a lot and to get to, and then Josh has a new uh, game we're adding. It's like over or under uh, is something more or o- less over than a year ago. So that should be uh, interesting. Yeah, I imagine so. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, later. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.